had literally just had this kind of epiphany that I wanted to combine my coaching skills with all of my time in academia. So when I, well, the previous year I'd had my son and I'd had to take a massive break in my career development. I was on my way to become a lecturer. I had my master's degree and in my fitness journey, having sort of healed from giving birth, that's where I fell in love with coaching. And I thought, oh my God, this is, this is so much more important. People need this so much more than what it is I'm currently training to do. So um, it was really an observation that I had during fitness coaching that I realized what I was really doing with people was nothing about bodily transformation per se. It was all about self-confidence. It was all about self-worth and all about kind of healing the stories we've been telling ourselves over time. And so my love of storytelling suddenly became really relevant in that I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make some kind of lasting change and helping people to really tell their story in a way that attracts clients and, and creates connections and builds their business. It was just like light bulbs everywhere. It was incredible. Um, and three months later, I launched, I had a 20K launch off of the bat, which was incredible, using everything I'd learned within RIA. And lately as well, because this is all a process of evolution, we've really got to be okay with the fact that your business is going to change over time. You're going to have different ideas over time. And you don't necessarily have to stick to just the one first idea you have or the you know, we stick so rigidly to what it is we've been doing because we spend so much time doing it. But again, like in hindsight, kind of going back and looking at what worked and what didn't, I realized that every single client that I've signed, whether it was from the RBN or whether it's from other groups, whether it's well, wherever, has been through a speaking gig. It's been through giving a presentation. It's been through literally connecting via spoken word online in environments like this. And so, yeah, that's kind of the the development of where things are going. That felt like a... No, that was... No, it was very succinct. Thank you very much for sharing. So what I'd love to know then is how... What did you do? Like, what did you do to leverage the Rebellious Business Network? You've given us like... You just mentioned about speaking, but how did that come about in the first place? Like, how did you get that opportunity to speak? Because I think RBM was one of the first kind of like speaking things and you got others off the back of that and I always say you know you've only got to get one document it and the door opens to so many so like that that can be really powerful in and of itself but how did you leverage regardless of whether you knew you were doing it or not the rebellious network in the beginning to to get that you know that you mentioned a 20k launch you mentioned building your audience like give us some some nuts and bolts to how that looked I like that you just said, even if you didn't realize you were doing it, because that was exactly it. I think when we come into somebody else's space, particularly, or even when we're operating our own, it's got to be so intentional. And my intention was never, you know, I'm in here to sign clients or I'm in here to attract people. Like it was, I'm in here to be useful. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody is asking a question and that I know the answer to or that I've got a, you know, an opinion on then it's about expressing that opinion or, or giving that advice when it's, when it's being asked for. Yeah. I think um, one of the big mistakes that I have seen over time is where people will join a group and then just start sharing loads and loads of content without knowing if it's even needed. And then you become 
you know, it, it just, it, there's no emotion to it. There's no meaning to it. There's no purpose to it. And there's no intention. So really the, the, the biggest thing was about having the intention to help people without necessarily wanting anything in return. Yeah. So you jumped in and you had the intention to help people. Were you also doing this in other groups as well? Um, Not at that time. There have been other groups that I've joined here and there, but I am extremely picky about the environments that I place myself into. Uh, Probably too picky, actually, considering I run a business. But um, I'm so very protective of my energy and it's one thing to be in a group but you also do consume from those spaces so it's very much about being intentional in how relevant is that group to you like are those your people when you go in there and you see the interactions that are already happening is this a space that makes you feel comfortable is this a place that oh you know these are my people or is it this these people might need some help but does it feel right? And you've got to go with a gut feeling. Okay. So golden num- nugget number one. Brianna went into the Rebellious Business Network, not with the intention of getting clients, but just with the intention of being a part of the community and being helpful and showing up, right? Golden nugget number two, if I could just paraphrase what you said, is something that I really recommend you guys do. Brie found a group that had her kind of people in it, that had her kind of vibe in it. And instead of just going and scouting for Facebook groups and finding five or six or seven or eight or nine um, and joining all of those and sharing content into there, what she did was she became a like a well-known person. I would say you became a well-known person in the group just from being present, right? Just from turning up and like commenting on people's posts or sharing your own um sharing your own two cents on something, being present at the Rebellious Business Network. Was there anything else that you would add to that list that you feel you did? And well, I had a question which might be a bit more direct. Sure. What, did, what was the transition between being helpful in the group and um, getting clients out of that? And I want to be specific. I don't want to make it like, oh, how did you get clients? I, I specifically towards the transition, because I think that what's really beautiful about what you're saying, and I have very, a lot of experience in this, was when I showed up in specific groups to be helpful, to share like wisdom, clients sort of like came to me. And, but there was, there was a process in, let's say, converting, but I didn't see it as like, this is my marketing strategy to get clients. It was just like, well, I, was like, ah, I don't know. Okay, fine. Yeah, I will do some money. Like, well, I was very not professional at the time. Yeah, I like, yeah, okay, money. But um, I'm interested to know whether yours was a bit more uh, stealthy or no. So what was the transition from being useful into um, procuring clients? Is that the right word? I think I is. Sure. So I, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cordelia, it was... The fact that when you bring a certain amount of value, when you're not expecting anything, when you are genuinely caring about people and being useful, you're then offered the opportunity to have a bigger role within that community. And Cordelia invited me to give a presentation on what it was that I was doing, what my expertise was. It was all about branding and storytelling and 
connecting with our ideal clients and all of those things. And it was through that that then I started to have clients come through the door. So it wasn't so much that, you know, I was signing people up just from engaging in a Facebook group, but I developed a reputation for having a knowledge in a certain helpful area in business that then led to the speaking gig, which then led to, you know, being able to invite people further into my world. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And, and by the way, like Brie was invited to come speak because she had been sharing content that was helpful for people. And she had something that was relevant to the people in the group, right? While we'd love to, whilst we'd love to let everybody come and speak on the show, like the, the truth is it's got to be relevant for the people in the audience. Otherwise it's kind of pointless. Like you guys are our priority in terms of creating and providing something helpful for you every week. And so actually that becomes a bit of a problem. You know, Jennifer's always on the hunt and always on the scout for, you know, who could come and fill a slot, who could come and be on the show. And so, you know, we're always open to that. Um, but it has to be something relevant and something that can solve the problem of that our audience has or one of the problems that our audience has. Um, yeah. So number one, like when you join a group, I would suggest like me and Brie are good friends because Brie's made an effort to come and connect with me. And, you know, we've worked together. We've now known each other for a while. But like if you join a group and you sit in the wings and you don't come onto Zoom and you don't connect with people and you don't you know, take that effort to make a step forwards, then it's obvious you're not going to get seen, right? So being present, you can do that in many ways. One of the main ways is to be, well, how, how, do, how do I interact? How are people interacting? Like what's the most, what's the loudest way or the biggest way in which I could engage and interact? Now, not every group has a live event like this every week that you can attend on Zoom, right? So you're limited in some places. Some places are literally just posts right they're just you know things that are happening but other places have you know networking attached to them or they have they use messenger rooms or you know you've got to figure out like what what's the way in which you can interact in that group um brie came to the rebellious business network religiously i knew who she was um and it actually i would say we met through the rebellious business network initially i know you were expert empires but i met you because you were in the rebellious business network that's how we connected right so if, if if you had just been watching the Facebook live stream, you didn't come onto the Zoom, if you were watching the wings, I still wouldn't know who you are. <laughs> you know, so making those connections with the right people, I think, is really important. So you, we invited you to come and speak, which was great. It was a really good session. I think you've come back. This is like your fourth time now. Fourth. That's good. Good, um, good memory on my part. Really? Um. When you came and spoke, what was it that you feel like? Because I, I, I just want to, I, I'd love to just drill in. I'm, I'm digressing a little bit here. I know that you launched your own group and you did your own thing. And that was one of the things that's like actually having the ability to promote your own live sessions was a great contributive factor to getting those first clients. It wasn't just all off the back of posts in the group, right? So to walk me through that, because obviously you've come onto the Rebellious Business Network, you've spoken, but I think by then you'd already launched your own thing, your own group, um, and were, you know, promoting that in the Rebellious Business Network. Can we just share like what, what, that, what that experience was like and how that worked? Okay, that's going back some. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. The um, brand story spotlight was the 
was the event, live event that I ran every week. And that was helping a business owner, just interviewing them about their story and pulling out themes. And I give them like a little cheat sheet afterwards. It was really, really gorgeous. Um, and it was a really good way of like building that expertise, building that reputation, being able to help people um, and just give people a, a taste of what it is that, that I was doing on a larger scale rather than just giving a, a presentation in somebody else's group, like having my own space was, was really, really beautiful. Every single person that came in was just so like, big hearted. That's a terrible phrase, but like just such lovely, soulful, gorgeous, genuine people. Um, and I think it's really through being intentional about picking those groups, like you were saying earlier, and engaging with the right kind of people rather than just kind of reaching out for everyone and trying to appease to everyone and trying to attract everyone into your world. It, it really was like the, the Rebellious Business Network was a great example for me to learn about what it means to connect with your people. I don't even know if I answered your question, frankly. But it's, yeah. Okay. So what would you say is that what was the most effective thing you did or the most effective strategy that you used? And if like in terms of reverse engineering that, if you weren't aware at the time, but like, what would you say was the thing that made the biggest difference? It's going to sound really, it's going to sound really W-A-N-K, but just caring, just caring. There are so many people that have pivoted to an online business now. There's so many people in this space. And, you know, I've been burnt several times by coaches with, you know, shady agendas. And I just think the more you can demonstrate that you actually give a shit, the better it's going to be and the quicker you can connect with people. And it's a, speaking into the vulnerability of that as well because it's a big thing to do actually to to really demonstrate that you do care is something that we're kind of taught by society it makes you a little bit weak a little bit woo and and all of the rest of it but actually i would find that the more that i opened up and the more that i really demonstrated the sense of caring rather than trying to get clients the more clients actually came and the more that when I was speaking to people and giving presentations and all of the rest of it, the more people were attracted to it. So like I say, it sounds a bit wishy-washy, but really just genuinely caring. It doesn't. It doesn't sound wishy-washy. And, and this is why I absolutely love this. So, you know, and I want to hear from Caroline in a minute as well, because Caroline also leveraged the Rebellious Business Network to get clients when she first launched her, her business. and. Like just to sort of recap and and give you a kind of step by step process, or you know some and and Brie, listen out. And if I've missed anything, like add in. So first and foremost, find a group that's got people in it that are your kind of people and the kind of people that you actually want to hang out with. It's not just about are oh, my ideal clients in here. When we're thinking about ideal clients, we're also thinking about who are the kind of people that you're going to enjoy working with. Are they like nice people in this group, or are they all a bit like? clicky and bitchy like what well you know like what? look out for the good the good vibes right that's the first thing secondly be present show up 
It's quality over quantity, I would say, because you can't do this in loads of groups at the same time. Breed didn't need to be in four or five different groups, being present, showing up, sharing loads of content, being on loads of Zoom calls. She was in one group and she turned up, she showed up, she showed that she cared, she created content that was aimed to help the people in the group to create social media content or to write, like, you know, to write their own story. Um, she's done many a thing in, in around social media content, how to write it, how to schedule it, how to plan it, how to, you know, come up with ideas, loads of things in and around that. Sharing tidbits, but also, you know, actually inviting people to come along to her own webinars that she was running about this. And then also doing presentations at our webinars on this subject as well which I was only able to identify that she'd be good for that because she'd already been in a group sharing things that were helpful and valuable. So quality over quantity, what do people need versus what should I post or how can I get clients? Feeling into the group of and, and feeling into like what kind of people are in here? Where are they at? What questions are being asked? Like what what level are people at? What What do people need? And then you know, showing up and being helpful and providing solutions for that. Launching her own live events is a real key one here because that enabled Brie to build her own email list, to get people over into her own space um, and, you know, start building up that real estate because not all the promotion then is happening inside the Rebellious Business Network. The connection is happening inside the Rebellious Business Network and the promotion is happening on her own webinars and on her own email list as well. Um, and then. I would say consistency as well. So, you know, and consistency, number one, which I don't need to explain what that means, but also showing up on video. People got a sense of your energy. People like started to feel like they knew who you were. Gwen has put in the chat here, um, I found you when you did the storytelling piece at the RBN and then I joined your Heartwired Content Club. So from being in this space and sharing that value, people just started following you because they liked what you had to say or they liked what you had to share. Anything I'm missing there? No, I don't think so. Okay, so let's just drill into this then quickly. People say bring the value and we've spoken about that, you know, creating content that's helpful. But in reality, how do you decide on the content and training that you're going to share with, with groups? Like, what can, let's just give people some ideas because I think there is so much stuff you can do. You can create five tips for a better whatever, or you can, you know, do tutorials on stuff. You can, there's so many different things, but what would be your process? If you're coming into the RBN today for the first time and you wanted to create some content for the group, what would be the process that you use to decide and to come up with something? I mean, for a start, it would be having your scroll through and the first thing you're seeing what questions being asked because if no one's asking the question the, what's to guarantee the, the the piece of content is that you're planning on creating is, is even needed in the first place so really having a proper scan through of what's being asked but also you can kind of ascertain what questions aren't being asked that people are too afraid to ask by looking at the themes of what's going on so you know, this is a, a group that predominantly for people in their startup phase and in their early stages of business or, or have been around since then are just loving the community and decided to stay, which we love. Um, so it's looking at what's relevant to those people. What, what do I wish I had known 
when I was in this position. Because the no matter where it is on your business journey that you are, the whole idea is that you are trying to help someone who's a couple of steps behind you. So you know how it felt to be in that position. You know what it is they needed to know at that point. And so if you can address your content to you a few steps ago, two steps ago, three steps ago, however many, then that's when you know that it's always going to be relevant because that's what you needed. Awesome. I have another question. Go for it. Um, I, by the way, in the background, I'm just taking notes because I'm like, this is all gold. Um, then one of the other things is, um, how do you find the group? Like, what do you specifically search to find your tribe? Again, it's, it's looking at what it is that you're trying to provide and what you needed those couple of steps ago. So when you were back, back where then in that position, what were you searching for? Like, what is it that, oh, there's a cat wandering past. Oh. Sorry. You're just hiding a ginger thing. Okay, sorry. Excuse me. Um, Squirrel. And it is, um, yeah, just answering the, the questions is that you had and then searching out groups that would contain the answer to that. So if you were looking for something to do with marketing, you'd probably be looking at online marketing groups. Or um, if you were in a particular kind of niche, you'd be looking up, say that I was still doing fitness, I would be looking for fitness business groups, that kind of stuff. So those are the people that you're going to be able to help. Like I say, it depends on your niche. It depends on what stage you're at, but addressing, you know, searching out that niche is a big one and addressing the questions that you had from way back when. Okay. So we've got a new Rebellious Business Network member. They've come in and they're like, I like this group. People in here seem cool. This seems like my vibe. I'd like this to be my tribe. What's the first thing or the first three things they should do to start getting established? Introduce themselves. We Stay. have a connection template for that. Just ask for it. If you can't find it, there is a connection template. I repeat, we have a template. Carry on. <laughs> and in that introduction... You know, it's, it's a really good idea to kind of state why you're there. Like, I'm looking to connect with people in this area because of X, Y, Z. So the reason, one of the reasons that I joined the RBN was because I was lonely AF. Like, entrepreneurship is a lonely business if you don't have community around you. And because in my personal life, I felt very cut off from people who really got what it is I was trying to do and what I was trying to build. And so searching out community for me was like, really really massive because like nobody likes to think they're doing this stuff on their own and it takes a village you know your business is your baby it takes a village and you need people to be able to bounce ideas around with and to you know maybe sometimes get a second opinion second opinion not validation please understand that there's a distinct difference between those two it's not about validating your ideas it's about having some creative input speaking to people who understand what it is that you're going through um, being able to, you know, develop those relationships so that you don't feel quite so alone when you're trying to build. Like that was really big. Yes. Um, so yeah, introducing yourself and knowing succinctly, clearly with absolute clarity, what it is that you do. I mean, obviously a lot of people find that within this space. 
you know, um, the whole rebel statement process is incredible. But knowing what value it is you're bringing when you're coming into a space, is it relevant? Is it, is it somewhere that you can demonstrate like your expertise, where you can really develop a reputation um, for being someone that can be relied on for advice in a certain area, for being the go-to person? Any not-to-dos, any like don't do these things? Don't just go in there and post loads and loads and loads of content. Don't get, be spammy. And although you're trying to help, and there might be so much that you can share if you're just going in there all the time, sharing, sharing, not really understanding the vibe of the space or the people that are in there, the questions that are being asked. If you're just like, well, everyone needs to know this stuff. Yeah, they probably do. But there needs to be the intention around it and the communication. It's a conversation that you're starting. It's not somewhere to kind of stand on a podium and be like, look at all my stuff. It's, you know... Who can I connect with here? Like, does this resonate with, with this audience? Because if they're not responding, then it's not resonating. So it, it's really a case of reading the room. Cool. Thank you so much, Brie. Thank you for sharing. It's just been awesome to hear it from your perspective because, like, guys, it was just so brilliant to witness it you know it was so lovely to see the network working and it, it does light me up like it really does there is this opportunity here for each and every one of you um i'm going to explain how you can leverage that we do have a couple of restrictions i'm going to walk you through what they are but essentially this network has been built to be a platform for you this is not the cordelia and caroline show this is your community that you are able to be a part of, leverage. And I think a lot of people don't because they don't know how to. I think a lot of people don't post because they don't know what to post. A lot of people don't reach out because they don't know what to say. And so for that reason, you know, we, we do have a connection template that we're posting every week so that actually you can at least post something um, that's coming out via email. You've got to be on our email list to get access to it. But Jennifer's posting that out on a Tuesday. Um, and that gives you prompts that you can connect with people in the group and share something about you or something about your business. So that is like the bare minimum you could do if you wanted to do something. But then on top... In addition, yeah. I'm going to add two more templates to that as well based off of this call. So they're going to be three templates that kind of help you achieve all of the things that we've talked about on this call from connecting to sharing expert advice and finding the questions that need answering to... Um, presenting what it is that you do as a service. So I'm going to, we're going to be adding that as um, connection templates, as inspiration from this call. Just to jump in there. So that's extra value that you're going to get coming soon. Sorry. I love that. Well, um, let me just grab the link. So if you just sign up on this page, this is to sign up for the RBN email list. And once you're on the email list, you will get the, you'll get the, if you're not on the email list yet, you'll get the initial connection template in the first email anyway. But if you are, look out for those on a Tuesday because they will be in your inbox on a Tuesday. Um, cool. The other thing that, um, where, what did, so we spoke about the connection and then I said people. Restrictions potentially. Well, people struggle to reach out because they don't know what to say. So the connection template helps with that. But also another thing is, is that it can be a bit nerve wracking to get yourself out on video, to come along to a call like this. And do you know what I would say? Even if 
the rebellious business network doesn't have the people here for you. Like, let's say that you are looking for expectant mothers and you're going to help them have incredible births. You're probably going to find one or two, but it will be hit and miss, right? We're not a group of expectant mothers. Um, we're just not. We're a group of business owners and we've got loads of people with loads of different backgrounds in regards to whether they've got children or not, whether they're male or female, etc. So what you can use this group for, though, is to build that confidence. Because what I can promise you is that if you come along to the RBN sessions, if you if you go live in the group, you're going to find that it's such a great environment for getting that practice because there's such amazing people here. Everybody's supportive, everybody's kind, everybody's friendly, and it's just such a great environment to get started. So let's say you just wanted a bit of a practice ground. This is your space. Um, but yeah, Caroline, can I ask you, mm-hmm. um, what, cause you did this as well, similar kind of story. Caroline launched a brand new business. She leveraged the rebellious business network when she launched that. She ended up doing 20,000 in sales in the first few months, first couple of months. I can't remember the details. It was 19 in two. Annoying. So close. So close. I love a round number. We can round it up. Um, Yeah, 20 in two. In dollars, it was more than 20. Um, It was pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, in dollars, it was more than 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. In in yen, it was a lot. In yen, in yen, it was a flipping millions. I made millions of this group in yen. In that. Right. Listen, okay. nothing compared to Zimbabwe dollars. The Zimbabwe oh, made. There we go. There we go. I was, I was smashing it in, in Zimbabwe. Anyway, I'm still digging for this golden nugget. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. Right. Is there anything that you did differently to Brie, or did you do the same thing as Brie? Would you say? Because I know, like, you came into the RBN, you spoke because, like, you're one of my best friends, and you got a lot of really good things. Yeah. So I had nepotism. Quite early on. Um. Then you launched your own your own thing like Brie, like you had your own group and you were promoting that in here. So your journeys are quite similar, right? Is there anything that- uh, similar, same, same, but different? So I would say what is it, what I can relate mostly to Brie was was in the group that we met because I had I didn't really understand marketing. I didn't really know I had a message. I didn't really know that. However, I found a problem, which was that people were making adverts that were um, just fluffy and ridiculous, and I was like you're promoting a product, but you're never actually talking about the product. So that's kind of how I started like creating um, webinars to support that group. And I didn't really understand that. I didn't even know that client getting was a thing. It, it was like not even on my radar, but I was just really invested in this group. I met you, obviously, some of my best friends who I'm still friends with, and I helped people out. And I had people come to me saying, I want to work with you. And I was like, I don't know what to do about this because this is not what I was um, trying to do. So. I didn't, yeah, basically that's how I sort of relate with Brie in the sense of like, I just wanted to make friends or I just wanted to be helpful. And um, I kind of just got really excited and enthusiastic. With this group, I was like, no, I am, I am leveraging this for clients. So I was much more intentional, interestingly enough. Um, however, there was two things I did. Firstly, um, I, uh, I, I presented, but I'd already been presenting in this other group and I already kind of had like a, a, a value to add. So Cordelia wasn't just going to invite me in because I'm her friend, with, like, I hope. Uh, she was like, you've got value to add to my audience. So I added value to her audience and I presented my formula, um, the, at least the early stage of it. It was much more complicated at that stage. Um, and then 
<laughs> yeah, it was eight steps. Now I've got three. Um, but I, uh, I shared, so I shared that and got people into my group where, you know, so direct promotion into my group. And that's how I started um, my launch. Well, I don't even think I did a launch. I didn't do a launch at all. I didn't even really do pitches. People again were sort of coming and just asking to work with me. It was, it was great. Um, but if you scroll back really far into the Rebellious Business Network, you'll also see how I just promoted myself. So I um, had already presented and then I wrote posts in the Facebook group and you can see them really far back and they're really wordy and um, kind of all over the place because I am, I was basing it. Um, but I was basically promoting my weekly tribe event calls um, in the group and people, because also you'll notice if you look at these posts, I spoke to coaches and consultants whose messaging was fuzzy and who were struggling to sort of like clarify their package, which is still a big issue for the people in Rebellious Business Network today. So I did go straight in with a promotion. However, it wasn't like a, hey, I do this. It was a very much like, this is the problem I'm specifically solving on this call, which I know you want. And that's how I um, got people onto that call. And uh, yeah, I used, I used my own messaging format and formula for that. But yeah, so that's what I did. But I was much more like straight to the, straight to the promotion in RBN. So, but I had the, I had the, I had the reputation though. I had um, the relationship already built with us and I had a value. So I think those are the three things that Brie and me shared in common. It's just I kind of used them in a different way. The RBN. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, ladies. I really appreciate it. And Brie, anything you want to add before we wrap? There is actually, because I think depending on where you first got your information on online business, the Facebook group interaction can feel like a really sleazy thing to do. It can feel like a really icky kind of thing where you, you're just, it doesn't feel genuine. It feels like you've got an agenda when you're going into other people's groups and you're trying to get involved in all of those things. And I would say that if you're feeling that kind of way, then it's totally normal. That's absolutely how I used to feel. But it really is about finding the right communities. It really is about engaging with the right people. And you might not find that straight away. So it's about being patient and not just throwing yourself into whatever you can find but really being intentional, really scoping out the vibe and, and just speaking from a place of love rather than I'm trying to get something. It just, the more that you can kind of affirm to yourself and to other people that you're just there to help, the less icky and sleazy it's going to feel, the less worried you're going to be about, you know, coming into somebody else's group and, and providing expertise and advice and all of those things. It really is about making those connections. And I just wanted to make that super, super clear.